0: Are you on the look for that hard-to-find tackle rods and reels? Then you have to check out Lake Pro Tackle. Their online store has some of the hardest-to-find baits, and they work with amazing companies to bring you the equipment you need to have success on the water. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Lake Pro Tackle. They post constant updates when they have new baits come in and how you can get them on the website as soon as they get posted. Friends of the podcast will receive 15% off their orders with code SCALES at checkout. Again, use code SCALES, all cap locks, at LakeProTackle.com. Thank you, guys. my gosh ladies and gentlemen not only are we joined by the most famous swim bait fisherman in the 21st century mr marshall the homeless fisherman this is episode 100 of your favorite swim bait podcast scales and tails episode 100 cannot believe we're here uh it's a very surreal feeling very crazy thing to think about that you guys have enjoyed listening to me for 100 episodes um if you guys have been here or listened to every single episode you know, props to you because those first like ten were not great. Um, I think I think Marshall was probably honestly like episode twelve. And then he's been on like two times since then. Hold on, let's <clears throat> let's see when the first episode Marshall came on was. I was definitely on there early. I remember episode, episode twelve. So April twenty first, twenty twenty two, you came on and then a year and a half
1: later. Yeah.
0: And then uh, you came on for episode forty-one, October seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. Yeah, that was the post-accident. Oh shit, that's right. I forgot about that. That was like when you were on your way back down, wasn't it? <laughs> or was that when you were still <laughs> I, I in was, the basement? I was
1: on. I was on drugs in that podcast. <laughs> I, was on, <laughs> I was on Percocet.
0: And then, <laughs> and then, uh, last time you guys heard from Marshall was uh, April seventeenth, episode seventy-nine. We did the roundtable with him. Juan and uh, and Mr. Phoenix Pickner from uh, from Minnesota. So this is episode 100. We've got a lot to talk about. Marshall has has a lot going on that uh, we thought would be kind of cool to talk about now and then kind of overview his growth and in my growth in the last year. We've both um, some of us more than others have hit a stride and, and grown a lot within within the last year. Um, I bet you I bet you when you were on last time, Marsh, you were probably just to twenty thousand.
1: oh dude i yeah I, I don't even know maybe if that like 20 25 somewhere in there and, and now then, you're cresting almost 40 yeah, we're coming up on 40 man it's been insane like just i definitely hit little strides and, and spurts of growth but like dude it's been crazy the past year all the support and you know support for scales and tails and support for homeless fishermen has just been absolutely wild just just nuts and it. It is quite the honor to be, to be on number one hundred. That's uh, that's awesome. All I gotta say is, all I gotta say is, boom, baby, hundred episodes, angling, <laughs> dude, baby, boom,
0: dude, absolutely crazy. And <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because like I've only ever had like a couple people repeat. Like you're the only person that's been on three times, and everybody else has been on you know once or twice at the most. And then it's kind of like there's, it doesn't seem like there's really an end. I've got uh. One, two, three. I've got five episodes planned for this week after this one to record. You know, I've got one uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then it, dude, it's, it's just absolutely insane how many people, like, are willing to come on or want to come on or message to come on or, you know, you know just whatever. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I would have never expected it to be this successful this early on or, like, this big. Because I mean, there's, there's a lot of freaking people who, who follow and who just randomly message me. Oh my gosh. Like the podcast. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Like it means a lot, you know, it, it means a lot when, and you can probably vouch for the same thing. It means a lot when people really enjoy something that you make, like it was fun to make, but when people enjoy it, it's like, damn, that's, that's just a crazy feeling.
1: Yeah, dude. No, the, the, the fishing industry and like the swim bait niche, you know, just the, just the expansion of like the fishing genres, you know what I mean? Has, has grown so much in the past, like year, two years, it's just been exploding and there's so many new people who are getting into it and people have been around for a long time and just like mixing of the cultures. You know what I mean? It's something that, it's something that everybody can get behind. Everybody can do it. You know, it's not limited to one thing. And it's one of those sports that is fully creative and it's fully reliant on you. Like, you know, the water is your canvas and your rod is your paintbrush and you just go out there and do whatever you want. And uh, yeah, dude, creating, creating content and stuff like that for those people to enjoy and talk about. And, you know, everybody getting together and discussing it. It is cool. It's a cool thing because I feel like, you know, especially doing a podcast or, you know, making YouTube videos or whatever, people can really see like you. It's not like, Oh, we're filming this big movie and you have this script and stuff. No, it's just, this is just lazily thrown together. This is my stuff. This is just me talking. You know what I mean? And you throw it enjoy it, put some work into it and then boom, you know, people enjoy that. And uh, it's a cool, a part of
0: and then and then you go to a, like a gathering or a get-together or something and it's just like whoa like all these people are, are coming up to the van asking for asking for tacos talking to Marshall and then they look over oh you, you know you're the your guy, your guy with scales and tails and they're oh, I, I listen to the podcast all the time it's just dude it's it's crazy it's it's very interesting for sure
1: <laughs> and you you don't really like know that there are, there are people out there that know <laughs> you, you really meet them in person you're like man these people are like watching my stuff and and they know me and, and it's that's that is definitely surreal when you're out there and and you know i don't dude it was so humbling and so surreal to s- i signed like 20 autographs of the gathering i was like dude what the heck like yeah. people on my signature like i'm out here just being a bum and and <laughs> making videos on the side and people you know what i mean people are watching like that like i appreciate every single one of you guys and that it really makes my day every time I hear it like on the lake or whatever. Is that the homeless fisherman? Like yeah, that makes me that makes me smile so hard. Because I never, never would have thought, man. I, I grew up watching, you know, like like Steve Irwin and stuff and just watching those big people on TV and, and you know, I'm getting close. Like this is about as close as I could get to doing that kind of stuff for a living. And uh, like I said, I love all you guys. You guys are great.
0: Yeah, I mean how many how many people get their van posted in Swimbait universe. And there's a hundred comments in the first 10 minutes. And one of them being Chris Saldane saying, LOL, that's Marshall. Like, I mean, <laughs> that there's not many people that can, that can lay claim to, to something like that.
1: Yeah, dude, that's, that's, that's incredible on its own thing, man. When I meet, you know, meeting all the meeting, all just the regular people is really cool. Cause they're just regular people like living vicariously or whatever. And they're just super happy to watch the stuff. But then also being able to connect with people who are, Far more skilled at fishing than I am, or have a different sort of side to it. You know, I mean, like the tournament guys, or, or like I said, any of these guys that are better at fishing than I am. It's just that's nuts. And that's also super nice to be able to get in contact with them and pick their brains and stuff like that. Just something I never would have thought, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It, dude, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's an interesting thing. And even to round it back to the Texas gathering. I mean, you got to, well, so yeah, we haven't even, we didn't talk about this because this was way beforehand. I mean, Takamura son was there and and he knew who Marshall was. Like, he's like, I watch all of your videos. I mean, I don't get to, I don't understand them, but I watch them and I laugh and I, I enjoy you catching fish and stuff, which is, dude, that is fucking sweet. That, that no matter if there's a language barrier there, he's still watching the videos and enjoying them.
1: No, seriously, that, that was probably the biggest one, to be honest, where I was like, holy cow, like. I'm not only just doing this for fun, but like I'm doing this so people can like go home and have something to watch, you know what I mean? Enjoy and laugh and smile at it. Like that's, that's crazy. Just putting out, I don't know. Cause that's how I felt about, you know, like I said, not only Steve Irwin and them, but like early fishing YouTube, YouTubers, like watching John B and stuff, just like watching that stuff and watching them grow and come up and, and get better at fishing was, was fun. It was fun. You felt, you felt like you knew them. You know what I mean? And that, like, people (laughs) overseas in Japan watching my stuff, like, hanging. And that's just, I don't even know, dude. That's wild. I mean, never in a million years would I have thought. You know what I mean? And and meeting Takamaru-san in person was just incredible. What an incredible guy. So nice, so kind, so humble. Makes an amazing bait, too. Shout out to Monster Bait Development. Freaking gorgeous stuff.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, even... And then, and then kind of once you see it from that perspective, like one person in Japan watches, dude, and then it almost seems like, you know, a snowball effect happens and you start seeing all these people from Japan follow you and stuff. And it's just, it's a crazy, crazy thing to, to see and kind of pick up on after a while that you start seeing this stuff happen. I love,
1: I love the, like I said, this is another thing about fishing, just like everybody does it and there are bass, especially bass fishing. There are bass everywhere no matter what continent you're on no matter where you're at dude there are bass on there are bass in hawaii there are bass all the way at the tip of florida there's bass all the way in canada in japan you know what i mean so it's just really like it's a fish that connects a lot of people and it breaks a lot of barriers which i love and especially now dude with the with the easy the easiness of the translators and stuff dude you can just go on there and talk to whoever you know i can speak with these people and i don't even i don't know their language but i can connect with them and have an experience you know what i mean like sharing that
0: your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by leviathan rods leviathan rods is a texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end made in the usa rod blanks. every sale from leviathan helps support foster youth and their families with leviathan rods you're not only going to feel a difference but you're going to help make a difference too friends of the show will also get 20 percent off their rod purchases by using code scales 20 at checkout so whether you're fishing in depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Yeah, I talked to a guy yesterday. Yeah, he's over in Europe, and so I, I thought he just, I thought he spoke French, but so I sent something to him in French, and he, he responded in English. I'm like, oh, do you speak English? And He responded back. He was like, no, translating app, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, well, do you speak French? He's like, no, I speak Spanish. I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you spoke French he's like oh no you're good and so uh it and then he just when I talk to those guys like from Japan and stuff I I try to make it as easy as I can because like I'm the one that wants to talk to them so I Mm. tell them I tell them to send me back like their their language and I'll do all the translating and stuff just because I'm like well I want to talk to these guys and I kind of want to ask them questions and stuff and hear what they have to say so I don't want to make it a chore on their behalf that they're already you know talking to me which Dude, in Japan. So, in Japan right now, what's it like one o'clock in the afternoon there something, something crazy like that? Like, it's such a huge <laughs> difference. So I'm like, I'm gonna, like, this is probably an inconvenience when I talk to these guys. So, I'm just gonna make it as easy as I can for them and I'll do all the, I'll do all the legwork since I'm like the one who wants to pick their brain about
1: stuff. I mean, for the, for the most part though, a lot of them are probably also excited to talk to you. That's, that's yeah. just like the, you know, the, the courtesy though, between that. Um, it just shows like, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not in this for, for we're in this for the experience, you know what I mean? For, for connecting with people and, and sharing those experiences, which is super cool, especially cross continent.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've got to, uh, actually after this or tomorrow, I have to package up like 10 or 15 of the leftover magazines and I got to send them over to the one guy in Japan. He does that. Uh, it's the Bass Rock official death match. And, uh, that's like that, big huge tournament he does from the beginning uh beginning of July to the end of August or middle of August. And whoever catches the longest fish on one of his baits gets like a huge prize pack and all sorts of cool stuff. And I somehow stumbled up stumbled on to sponsoring the event, so he's getting shirts made with like my logo and stuff all over him, which is super fucking cool. Like none of those Japanese guys will know what Scales and Tails podcast is, but it's just super dope that that it'll be on the shirt and stuff. He's gonna
1: send me one so that'll be It'll be dope. they'll they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll see it and what is this? This is you know, this is American stuff like they, you know, just the same way we get excited about Japanese culture, they get excited about our culture, you know what I mean? So any little like I don't know, I'm sure everyone probably listening has found themselves like digging into like a Japanese Instagram account and like going down the rabbit hole and following the threads and like being like, "Oh my god, look at all this stuff." And it's hard to like it's hard to find just scratching the surface, but once you start digging on the social medias and stuff, you can find all kinds of cool, cool people fishing in other countries, you know what I mean you just don't you just don't get shown it immediately so i I assume that they're the same way, you know what I mean yeah, they, they don't get all the American content, but then they start digging and they find it, you know what I mean that's why a few of them trickle through <laughs> yeah, and that's why like if you guys have ever
0: wondered why some of my posts have Japanese stuff like on it, it's because you know there's there's a good amount, probably like. 30 to 50 Japanese guys who follow me now who just speak Japanese, like who aren't in the States. So I was like, okay, like if I, I'm going to kind of curate my stuff to them. So they, at least they might not understand the post, but they can kind of read the caption and be like, okay, like, I, I know what he means or just being able to read the caption. They can, they can kind of decide what they, what it means for themselves, I guess. Like the, the one I did um, of the, of the film pictures from Texas, from the Texas gathering, a lot of the Japanese guys really liked that
1: for whatever reasons. That was pretty cool. That's a very, because that's, I mean, like I said, that is a very, like, American style there. Like, that old type stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, So, that kind of, I assume that would pique their interest, you know, just the same way their stuff piques our interest. But, yeah, dude, love those guys over there. Gotta get over there. Gotta get over there sometime soon. We gotta do a Scales and Tails Homeless Fisherman Japan trip. Dude,
0: oh my gosh, that would be such a fucking blast. It'll happen. I would just, if we would go there, I would just probably buy a rod, a flag 170 and a pack of cigarettes and just go around and eight trap every, every piece of cover on the, on the bank. If you guys, I know Marshall's seen the video cause I sent it to him, but there's a video of a guy who, uh, who has a, say, where, a uh, 170 and, um, he, he, he sets his rod down or no, he, he sets like he reels up the bait all the way. And he's kind of eight trapping it with his left hand, and he puts a cigarette in his mouth, and he's lighting it with his left hand or his right hand. Fucking fish comes up and eats the bait while he's doing it. It's the coolest fucking video
1: ever. (laughs) So steezy, dude, just just one handed, loaded up, and light it up at the same time.
0: (laughs) Just, I mean, dude, and even like. So that was, that's super cool to see. But then seeing like what CJ posted the other day of like the drone shots of like the Japan, uh, countryside where they're trout fishing and stuff.
1: Oh yeah. CJ from Arizona. That's right. Yeah, yeah
0: like... CJ. So it is a CJ desert bass. I think, or something like that, <laughs> yeah. dude, that video is fucking crazy. That is such like a cinematography esque thing where you don't see that unless you're there.
1: Yeah, dude. No. C- hey, CJ is super good at capturing, honestly, like, I can't believe he doesn't have more followers and stuff because he does a lot of filming for the hookup tackle and stuff like that. But I, I got to fish on them when I was in Arizona. He's a super cool dude. Um, but he his camera work is phenomenal. Like he he's like utmost on quality and stuff like that. And yeah, that really shows, you know, he he wants to capture what he's seeing. And like, dude, even even when we were out on the boat, he literally set up his like um, what do you call it? Whatever the big Big camera is in the back. Instead of having GoPro, like Seven a full three. size camera, right? Yeah, like a full size like DSLR camera. I was like, dude, you just run that all day. He's like, yeah, I just run it like I do a GoPro. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like so almost super extra, but it really like you know the quality of his work shows. Yeah,
0: dude, that's that's sick, and and that's something like like his his Japanese video. That's something that you would never see unless you were there. Those those locals in Japan aren't flying around drones, and and they probably. You know, as much as like we do here, like they probably take it not necessarily for granted, but it's just like an everyday thing to them. They don't think that the the green rice fields right next to the mountains with the river running through it is like anything crazy. But over here, where we don't have anything like that, we see that video or those pictures, and it's like, whoa,
1: that place is freaking beautiful! Like I want to go there. I gotta say, I doubt that. Uh, I doubt that a <laughs> a four way intersection with a Seven Eleven and a Wendy's on it is as interesting as as all the rice fields in japan to them but <laughs> Dude, bucky's though i mean that bucky's might make peaks of interest getting somewhere there now we're getting somewhere bucky's a waffle house cracker barrel <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man that stuff is absolutely gorgeous but we have you know we have places like that too you know what i mean even like down here on ladybird like ladybird lake is just absolutely gorgeous like hanging out most of the time it's a little it's a little trashy but like being able to see the city and stuff at night like right there on the lake is really cool you know now i'm sure that's something they would find interesting yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> i think that'd be that'd be super cool for them to kind of witness like the skyline in in the river the lake right there i mean that's i i can't imagine that there's a lot of water like in tokyo and stuff like that for them to see something like that so that's probably something that would drive interest for them too much like their that countryside video does for us
1: oh yeah oh yeah i agree
0: but, yeah, so last time we talked, it was probably at the beginning of April, so that was a long time ago. and since then, I mean, we had the Texas gathering, uh okay, so I had the magazine had dropped by then, so I didn't haven't really done anything since then other than the second issue, but Marshall has gotten a whole slew of stuff that that we kind of have down the chute to talk about for this this episode. a lot of cool stuff, so chronologic order. I guess would be the trap, the eight trap mother.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I'll start out with that. So April was a very, very good month for me. Um, <laughs> caught a lot of big fish. Um, the, the, you know, that like that post-spawn bite, I know it's probably, it was probably like free spawn for you guys up north, but um, April is, is like right around that post-spawn time. And the fish are just up feeding on, you know, Big baits, like they eat big baits in April. That's my one of my favorite months, dude. You can just absolutely, absolutely hammer some fish on some big baits. So usually, when I go out in April, I bring the mother, I bring the mob walker, and I don't know, like a nine battle shad, some big giant baitsman, something like that, something big, and just stick with it because that's the that's when those biggest fish in the lake are done spawning and they are hungry. They're they've been guarding their bed for however long. They get off. They've been harassed by a bunch of bandito bugs and they're ready to feed they're ready to eat a big gizzard chad especially down here in texas you know we got we got lots of big gizzards so fishing the mother around you know lots of big marinas rock points stuff like that main lake stuff um trying to kind of follow them out of the creek um i was able to land a nine pound nine ounce bass and a whole slew of other fish that were between six and eight pounds a lot of them it would it would be like you catch one over six and it would just be like oh i don't need to weigh that because there were so many they were just wolf packing like crazy but i'm sure you guys have all seen the the eight trap video now that's probably 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 my best footage ever that's probably the best clip i've ever captured it was just this massive wolf pack underneath this dock that came out and i mean i i i didn't know that wolf pack was there i had been fishing that spot for a few days but that's just kind of the those big wolf packs in these lakes will like move into a spot and they'll like feed up on it super hard for like two days. And then they're just gone. They disappear. So a lot of people were, you know, commenting on their thing. Like, Oh, like those are just dock pets. Like, like, dude, I swear if they were doc, I wish they were dock pets. I could go back there and catch them again because they, I had not seen them since they are just, they are moved out and um, you know, they're staging now out deep, but dude, like just some of the stuff I saw this April was absolutely absurd. And I learned, I learned more than I've, learned in a really really long time um just about fishing glide baits in particular. I'm not I wouldn't say I'm like the greatest glide bait fisherman in the world, but I definitely learned a lot, a whole lot this April.
0: Yeah, I mean that was the week after the gathering and I mean you sent me that video or maybe you called me right after and sent me the video and I was like, "Oh my gosh." And you were like, "I don't know if I'm ever going to post this." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, like having that video, <laughs> having that video and knowing about it." And then uh probably like what was it July or June when you posted just the picture and I, and everybody's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, man, you guys don't even know like what what this is a screen grab of. Like this this is some crazy shit right here.
1: Dude, and I had a days later you posted the video. I had to hold on to it for a little bit. I just I don't know. I don't like to immediately put that stuff out there because I do I'm sure I do have a few guys that follow me around lake to lake and that know at least to delay it a little bit. You know, I like to I like to get on my bite. And uh and fish it out until I know that it's not a big deal anymore. And and also it's like dude, kind of courteous to the locals. You know, I don't want to be a just a douche and like post post a whole bunch of whole, a whole bunch of cast catches like advertising everything and you know, then the locals get upset and then nobody's happy and whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah. A trap mother, um, I learned a whole lot about big glide. Mainly like mainly like just positioning and you know, small hooks light line uh i always say that i run 20 pound floral on the mother and a lot of people they laugh at me immediately and they're like dude you're no way you run 20 pound like i think victor commented on my post earlier i I told someone i run 20 pound he's like dude no way you run 20 pound and the biggest thing is like we don't have i mean there are stripers and stuff like of course we have big game fish but a lot of places i'm fishing it's just not very likely like to hook a big giant striper that's gonna break me off you know, I, and if, if I do hook a huge striper, it usually runs out into the middle of the lake and it's just like, just fight it gently. You know, um, I don't think you need any more than 20 pound for green fish. You know what I mean? Like they just, not that they don't fight hard, but I've never had a bass just dog me and snap 20 pound. You know what I mean? To tie a good knot, check it often. I re I do retie like every, I don't know, dude, every, if I nick, if I even touch anything when I'm casting mother, I always retie. I mean, I'm retieing like maybe every five to 10 casts. You know, gotta keep that thing fresh. But you know, just have confidence in your knot. Run 20 pound, run, <laughs> run small hooks, and uh, crazy things will happen, that's for sure. Tie
0: the improved clench knot, but don't twist the bait. You gotta wrap the line around the line. You can't you can't twist the bait. <laughs>
1: yeah, I tie I tie a single that's the other thing that people think I'm crazy. I tie a single improved clinch. I just go around the I go around the line five times, I go back through, and I go back through again. And you can't twist the bait. You can't hold the line up and spin it. You have to actually wrap it around. I'm I don't I don't know. I've just broken off twisting it before and I believe I believe you have to you have to actually go on there and manually turn it each time, every time around. And then you just make sure it cinches down. You gotta wet it up a lot like I freaking spit on that thing, hocalogie on it and make sure it cinches cinches good. But dude, that's a solid knot. I've been using that thing since I was little but the biggest thing is just use a knot that you're confident in. Don't don't go thinking that this is the greatest knot. It's probably not. Probably the San Diego Jam is the best knot in the world. But I I don't know. I just trust this one. So that's my my two cents. <laughs> I did not know that you only did it five times. You only mm-hmm. you only crossed it five times. I go seven. Yeah, five five or six. Uh, like sometimes I do six. Sometimes I do five. I don't know. Just I don't think you need more than five or six. If you tie it, if you if you go too many times, I've heard that it can like kink your line and stuff like that. Like it's Mm -hmm. it definitely cinches better when you only have five. I'll Mm -hmm. say that. And then on smaller line, like when I'm using the ten pound, I might go six or seven, just because it's easier to cinch. But the twenty pound is like pretty stiff, so I usually just go, I just go five. I like five.
0: Yeah, so I also tie tie the improved clench knot <laughs> and uh that's what I that's what I tie with my mother and all the flag and the two fifty and stuff like that and I don't have don't have any issues. Um that's not to say that I haven't had issues previously, but that was because I was passing like a madman with, with solid braid and stuff, so
1: Yeah. I no, hardly happen. hardly ever use braid. I'm always I'm usually a straight floral guy, but you know. I've been using
0: mono, twenty-five pound mono, big game, and yeah. I've been a fan. Been a fan. I use that for my mother, and then I also use that for the uh, for the flag, which is over,
1: definitely overkill for the flag. But that's the only dude, setup I have. So you can't use Berkeley big game on the flag. Come on, dogs, too soon. Dude, I,
0: <laughs> I haven't fished the flag since all this happened. So maybe you got bur-
1: to burn all your big game, dude. You got to burn all your <laughs> products.
0: This the spool of ten thousand yards I have in in my living room has yeah, to dude, be burned. Light, light
1: it up, dude. Seaguar <laughs> C- for life. <laughs> oh,
0: it, well, the problem is is big game is like the only line readily available here that like I can buy and and have it like it, if I want to drive all the way down to Cabela's I could do that but like I can just stop on my way home and, and grab a spool of big game and and call it good so. I don't know. I, I change it out pretty often. So that's, that's the only good thing about this story is that I change my line out often now because when Marshall <laughs> and I first interviewed, well, when I first interviewed Marshall last year, that was not the case.
1: Holy cow. You used to give me anxiety. Friggin. I was thinking about your line being on your reel for like a year whenever I was fishing and it would just like, I'd be like scratching my skin. I'm like, dude, my line's going to break. Like <laughs> I'd be <like> affecting <laughs> it over and over again. Like, dude, I, I replaced my line. Like, I mean, if I'm fishing hard once a week, like uh, once a week, like once every two weeks, um, no less than once a month, you know what I mean? If I'm going real like light on my fishing, maybe once a month, but dude, I change that thing out all the time. I'm not, I'm not playing around, you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to risk that. That's probably the most important connection, like between your line, your hooks and your split rings, Mm -hmm. like rod and reel doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? If your line's going to (laughs) break or your hook's going to or something like that you know i will say
0: before we had known each other and i was just following you on tiktok well i knew of you but when i was just following you on tiktok it pissed me off more than nothing or it pissed me off more than anything that you took your reels off your rods every time but that was when you had the tacoma so you kind of had to
1: to fit them in that tube. yeah no, i had that i had that rod tube so i like oh i had to i leave them on now because i got plenty of room but dude back then i was like i had no space so i could i could only fit like two rods in there with the reel. I had this big uh, eight inch PVC like rod tube on the side of the bed. And that was, that was just how I did it. I just took the rods off or took the reels off every single time. And I put the reels like in my cab or something. Um, I, know, I was also kind of worried about somebody stealing that rod tube. Cause like, you know, if, if, if my, if my Leviathans get stolen, I know a guy, but if my Shimano Calcutta gets stolen, I <laughs> I'm down yeah. six. Like, you know, that's rough. So,
0: yeah, dude, that was like OG. Oh, how many how many followers on Instagram do you think you had
1: around gee, that time when you first started TikTok? I only had like, I don't know, 2000 maybe, if that. Yeah. I did not I did not have that many Instagram followers. I had like I I think I had like 1700 when I started when I started TikTok. So so I had 1700 on Instagram when I started my TikTok, which is just nuts.
0: Damn, dude. I mean, I remember Seeing you and your buddy do the eight trap with the ball em to win the swim bait Canada merge. Like that was, Easy, that was yeah. like, my that's earliest.
1: The, that's my first eight trap video ever. <laughs> that was the first time I did it like for real and got him to bite. I was like, Oh, interesting. That's... In the little,
0: in the little tin boat. <laughs> yeah. dude, I missed that boat. God damn it. Well, actually I remember you posting in
1: universe with the uh with the bite me four by four bullshad oh that's right i had a couple i had a couple i actually had some eight traps that i did on i i would call them like they were like half eight traps they weren't really like a full eight trap because it was just kind of like oh a fish blew up on the bait like as i was pulling it out of the water and i just threw it in there again and she ate it so like kind of an eight trap kind of not you know what i mean but yeah that was on the on the six inch bullshad um i remember catching some fish doing that Um, just on the generic, I think it was a slow sink. That thing freaking got bit.
0: Yeah, dude, that was
1: fuck. That seems like so long ago. long time ago, dude. That was so long. Like that was like, I don't know what, seven years ago now, seven or eight years ago. No shit. Really? Yeah, dude. Cause I mean, like we were just talking about, dude, my, my first, (laughs) my, my, my 10 pound, 11 ounce fish was six years ago that was it was april 12th um 2016 and that i'm pretty sure i made that post before that fish so wow <laughs> yeah that's old that's OG stuff for sure holy cow <laughs> Dude, that's getting up, crazy <laughs> getting old boy
0: i don't even walk i must have just been getting into it or something i just remember seeing that video on instagram for whatever reason i must have followed some big canada or something
1: yeah and i then- think that that Swim Day Canada video was definitely before my PB. So yeah, I'm telling you it was like 2015 or something. I wasn't I was like early high school. I think I was a sophomore. Or maybe earlier than that. Fuck, that's when the
0: ball must have been like brand new too.
1: Yeah, that it was when the new the new version of the ball came out, like a year before that. Oh. And then I got I got the the first, I remember getting the first drop of the floating ones. I was so hyped. I was like, dude, get the floating ball and then I got it and caught a couple of fish on that. Dude, you have this double up
0: this double video of uh of you and Garrett almost getting them on the eight trap like at the same time. That's a fucking crazy video too.
1: Yeah, that's the one. that's the one. Um that was the one in the 10 boat. That was the one that won the Swim Bait Canada. I don't I guess they stopped doing those contests, Swim Bait Canada?
0: Cuz like Yeah, they kind of like fell off from what i know like they all got busy doing stuff and then that pretty just
1: sure. i'm pretty sure that was the last one that they ever held and it was pretty dope like i remember entering the one the year before that too and i had a double up on the garuda it was like pouring rain shit um but the a trap video it won and i was very surprised i was like dang there were some cool videos in there there's somebody had like an 11 pounder on a on a hero shad and i was like dude that's gonna win but i i can appreciate that that contest was about like the the coolness of the catch rather than just the biggest fish you know what I mean definitely some cast to catches of some like six pounders that are just gnarly versus like a ten pounder it's like oh that it just came in pretty easy like you know what I mean that's the cool thing about like swim bait fishing and too it's sort of like it's sort of like landing a skate trick you know what I mean like you don't really have to like I mean catching a ten pounder of course like adds to the trick but you know what I mean if the ten pounder eats on an eight trap like dude that's a crazy trick you Mm -hmm. know it's like, a, it's a, like a skate clip. It's super fun. Like to, you know, so you don't actually eat, I don't know. I've had some crazy eats just from four and five pounders that, you know, do really well that people like to watch. Right.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I'm like scrolling through on, on Canada's page. just
1: like looking at all the old stuff they posted that they no longer I do way down. Yeah, dude. Swim Bay Canada used to be pretty dope. I, I, like I said, I don't know what happened, but, um, I still, I always remember this video that, uh, what's his name? JS Forcer posted. Um. It was the, it was a small mouth on that, that Kaizu bait. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the wooden one that doesn't have any action that has a little tail. Mm -hmm. I want one of those so bad. And I think about that video all the time. I'm like, dude, that bait was like right up my alley. I would fish that. But it's like a, it's like a wooden, I don't know. It's like a wooden stick bait. It's like eight inches long, weighs like three or four ounces. And it, the only action that it has is it has like an opening in the front and then in the water comes out the gills. And that's it. It just goes in a straight line, which yeah. is hilarious. But and it has like a little tail, like an undulating kind of tail, but it's not much. There's not much action. It's just like all secondary. Um, there's no, there's no primary action on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually negative, negative action. Um, yeah, negative action on the sprayer chief <laughs> <laughs> Just moving water. That's the only thing. But, yeah, I like that bait. That's a fun one. So
0: after the eight trap mother, You just, I mean, you went on a tear there for a while, just catching a lot of mother fish. Yeah, dude, they they were there for like two or three weeks.
1: Yeah, they were just chewing it and I was in the right place at the right time. And I was dude, like that whole, the whole month of April, I was, I was spending it at this lake that I really like. And I was, I was just out there like in the wild and I was eating striper fish tacos every single night. And I was buying groceries from the local grocery store. This lake is like, it's way out there, dude, but I've been fishing it since I was a little kid. It's probably I don't know, it's probably an hour from my house, from my dad's house. And uh, I remember driving out there and just, it's like a magical place, dude. And there's some big fish to be caught. And uh, I spent the whole month of April out there pretty much and got, gotten I don't know, got the rhythm. You know, you wake up in the morning and you like, you lick your finger and put it up in the air. And you're like, oh, I know where they're going to bite today. Like, <laughs> I felt like a, I felt like an American Indian. Like, I just knew <laughs> where they were going to be, dude. I woke up and went out there and made it happen um the nine that nine pounder um, she was 26 inches and she could have been or she was like 25 and a half i don't know she was over 25 but she could have been bigger i know that she was kind of skinny but that was still a great fish big old head exciting exciting eat you know um definitely one of my more i have a I have a whole long video about that fish on the patreon that was probably one of my best patreon videos ever too like but i just have like that catch in particular i was just so i was so stoked about it because there was a lot that went into it that i can explain to you why exactly it happened you know what i mean like it was just a fish that i pretty much knew was going to be there and i tried this thing that i thought would make her bite that's pretty unusual and it just all worked out and it happened and the moon was right and all this stuff and <laughs> like i said people tell me people laughing when i talk about the moon phase and shit and it's you know it's every little detail matters with these fish you know um that's what separates people like mike gilbert and butch brown and all these guys from just the regular joe schmoes out there chucking and winding you know and nothing against chucking and winding i love chucking and winding
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and yeah i think um next year if the texas gathering is a thing again I think I'm going to come down for an extra couple days or stay an extra couple days or what have you. So we can,
1: we can go fish at, uh, just some Lake because yeah, we'll, go mean, fish, we'll go fish some Lake that I'm confident in. Cause we went, <laughs> we went to this random Lake and we didn't do any good. That sucked, but. No, but it was, it was fun, dude. Like just being able to have that idea, like, Oh
0: shit. Like I could catch an 11 right here. Like that shit was crazy.
1: Dude. I always talk about that. There's a, I love fishing other places, but man, there's like this, looming feeling you get every time you get on a Texas lake, man. Like, especially like early in the morning or in the evening, it's just like this, this air about it, man. Like you feel you're like, dude, there's a giant in here somewhere. Right. And I can put my bait on it time. Like it, it's just, it's exciting. It's like a little, you know, it's a little rush, just imagining it, you know, and then you finally yeah. make it, everything lines up. Amazing. Nothing better. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think if it wouldn't have been as windy as it was that day, I think we probably could have caught some fish like around those docks and Oh yeah. Were we on like a lake or like a
1: river? I don't know what the fuck it we was, were on. <laughs> we were on like a, I don't know, it was a pretty small lake but yeah, we were just getting blown all over the place. That was rough. And like we did what we could. Like I said, I caught I did catch that little one and then Juan hooked up on one and dumped it but yeah, that, it was that, that particular time like April can be super good but I've also experienced April where it's just like, dude, where are these fish at? They're just everywhere running around and I can't locate them, you know what I mean? And especially on a new lake like that, dude, you can pull up and either score big or just just nothing, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, it had all that kind of like standing timber offshore. Like, dude, I really thought I was going to catch fish on glide bait out there. Like, it was in that little cove. There was no wind. I was like, shit, dude, like, we're going to we're gonna smash some fish over here. Like, that's... I, I would have put all, a lot of money on us at least catching like four or five fish over there. And then you know, you caught that one. I missed one. Juan missed one. It was
1: just like, wow, that was really a lot different than what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, like honestly, all those like East Texas lakes, man, like fork in them, they set up so weird. I don't, I'm not good at fishing those lakes. I like central Texas. I like West Texas. That's like my, my stomping grounds, you know, even like, even in Fort Worth and the lakes surrounding there, like those are those are my lakes and I get them, but those standing timber and grass lakes, dude, they just like, sometimes they get me. I don't, I don't know where the fish set up at. I've, it's just something I haven't fished since I was little, you know what I mean? So it's like the people who live out there and fish them just know where the fish are. You get like a sixth sense, you know, your brain is a little, a little supercomputer. And, and if you run enough simulations, you know, on, on one Lake, you're, you're just going to know you're gonna have a sense, you know?
0: Yeah. We should have ran out to uh, to Fairfield Lake we, we could have we could have caught some fish out there yeah, that day yeah. that Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's that's what would have been badass. I know Fairfield was freaking putting out some big ones there for a little bit. I've never been yet, so I, I still I gotta go. Uh, yeah, I think
0: Texas Texas got it back. Uh, that was kind of a little update. Zachary said that uh, that Texas like reclaimed the land from the investment company, and hopefully they open it back up to the public.
1: Yeah, I think there's enough uproar there where hopefully something will happen. Um yeah. I know a lot of people are upset about that. Um so, you know, like I said te- Texas is usually pretty good about their parks and wildlife and stuff. We we put a lot of money in there, so hopefully hopefully they can do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lake to go
0: sneak out on like since it hasn't had fishing pressure in like
1: 2 months, like that dude, would be I w- crazy. I would I would never do something like that, Adrian. <laughs> How-, How could <laughs> you?
0: hypothetically that would be a crazy
1: trip well maybe maybe there's some foreshadowing there maybe i'll have to get juan down here and and definitely not go fish that lake at night (laughs) have
0: you looked at it on a map it's kind of it's kind of a crazy looking lake like with that like old pole plant right there like it's fucking wicked looking yeah and you can go like all the way back up in that
1: canal yeah.
0: Yeah, like that's some like like apocalyptic type shit. Like fishing it at night, nobody out there, nobody around, like seeing that oh, old building that they tore down and it's still just there definitely not
1: rock. Definitely not doing that alone.
0: <laughs> no, dude, fuck no. that.
1: Like, <laughs> that
0: shit. I mean, that's where Milken caught Milken caught a fourteen out there, like on a jerk bait. Oh,
1: in yeah. Lake record, I guess, or whatever it was. But dude, there's some giant fish in there. I know it's like I mean, Mila can kind of put it on blast. So whatever, but like I said, I've never been there. So me talking about it doesn't mean anything, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's not like anybody can go fucking fish it now. So it's no. <laughs> <Does> it matter. <laughs> right. So after, okay. So after April would have been March or, uh, would have been may. Did you have anything crazy going on in May? I'm trying to think if I had anything crazy going on in May. I don't think I um, did.
1: May was kind of chill. Um, I get what, I don't know. When did the, when did the Bushwhacker be conceived? That was last month, right? That was June. Yeah. yeah. That that was was like early June. Yeah. So April, May, June, right? That's, that's in order. So for those of you who have not seen, I've been posting a little bit of, a little bit of R and D, a little bit of prototyping for Leviathan. Um, I designed my own signature rod, which I am super stoked to get in everybody's hands because I'm having a ton of fun fishing it. I, I had this idea in my head of a short swim bait stick for bank fishing in particular. I was like, man, this would be a really great bank fishing rod. It's a seven foot medium heavy. So if you've ever fished the Leviathan medium heavy, it's an eight footer. Um, This is the same rod, but it has a little bit shorter of a butt and it is seven foot. So basically it is made for the bank fisherman, the pond fisherman, the kayak guy, the paddleboard guy. I have had so much fun fishing this rod on the paddleboard. It's just something about being so low to the water like that and having a decent amount cut off your rod. You just fish so much better. It just makes so much more sense, like walking baits and stuff like that. Um, You know, punching, flipping and frogging have been really good with that rod. Um, I've been fishing the bellows gill on it. Like it does a lot of things that I like um, for paddleboard fishing. I'm hoping to get not only this medium heavy out, but I'd like to get an extra heavy version of it um, for the larger baits too. But yeah, the Bushwhacker, which will hopefully be coming out later this year.
0: Hell yeah, dude! And I mean, it it looks like such a fun rod uh, from that cast catch you sent me the other day. I mean, it can it can do a lot of stuff, like a lot of. It can do pretty much everything that I've seen Marshall try to put it through and and do. I mean that that you haven't been able to put that rod down in the last like two weeks. So I mean, no, it's almost the only thing I bring
1: out now because it's just like, dude, throwing or I mean like unless I'm throwing the mother. Throwing a big eight foot stick, you know, it works on the paddle board and it's fine, but having a seven footer just makes so much more sense, you know, like when you're, especially when you're fishing like really technically and stuff like that. Um, fishing top water, punching, throwing a wake bait, uh, walking a bait, like anything like that, even dragging a worm and stuff right there. Everything is right there next to you instead of so far out, you know, when you're on a boat, having all that rod is great. You know, you can run around the boat deck and set the hook as hard as you want and all this stuff, um, but you don't have all those luxuries when you're fishing off a paddleboard or even a kayak, like same thing. Um, so the butt is 16 inches instead of the, I believe the Leviathan is 18 or 20. Um, I could be wrong on that, but it is, it is shorter than the Leviathan swim bait rod, but it is a little longer than your normal conventional rod. So it doesn't feel like you're so you know, like I got long arms, dude. I don't want to feel like I'm tucked all the way up into my armpit with the rod, like all awkward. No, it feels just right when I'm holding it. It doesn't feel like it's too, you know, it's too, it doesn't feel like it's too long and it doesn't feel like it's too short where I can't get a good hook set. Um, I have some pretty good hook sets on footage with that rod. (laughs) It feels right. feels right.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That'll be sick. If, if that comes out like this, this fall, I mean, that would be, so fucking badass because I would definitely pick one up for fall fishing. Have you fished a jerkbait on it at all yet?
1: I have not thrown a jerkbait on it. I will say for smaller treble baits, it's I mean like it's just like the medium heavy, you know what I mean? So it's probably a little too much for like a jerkbait, but like a little larger jerkbait, it's perfect for like the Spro the Spro chat chat I've been throwing on a little bit, the negotiator, all those little seven-inch glides, dude, they are so money on it. Cause you can you can fish really tight to the docks and kind of twitch it around you know what i mean and put in precise inputs without like i said having that super long rod um it just it's just a lot better for tight like fishing in tight quarters you know what i mean around trees around docks skipping all that stuff yeah
0: and and i mean it even fishes a crawler good i mean you caught a very good fish on a crawl on the crawler the other
1: day oh yeah dude all the all the all the throwback baits the bunny the wake anything in that like three ounce range dude right in that like three ounces is is such a sweet spot for that rod um the the fishing the wake walker on it just it just feels right the wake walker and the bunny in particular because like when you're walking it um not only is it you know it's a foot shorter but that means it's a lot lighter than the normal medium heavy so you can just twitch it with your wrist it's not a lot of work you know what i mean like that rod is super lightweight you can put a lot of action on those baits that You may not have been able to do with a longer rod. You know, you got the butt in the way and you're trying to walk it and it's like bumping up against your back and all that. Well, that doesn't I don't feel that that same like in it's like it doesn't feel like it's in the way, you know what I mean? Because it's a little shorter like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I I enjoy the big handle, but I don't know. Sometimes it always does feel a little too big. Like if you're wearing if I'm wearing like a big rain shell coat. I always feel that like it catches on the on the armpit and that always feels weird. So maybe maybe I'll enjoy the shorter handle. Like I, I enjoy the medium heavy handle. And then and then when you pick up like an like a normal conventional rod, like a jerkbait rod or something, it's like what the fuck am I supposed to do with this thing? Like I have no leverage to like <laughs> set the hook or anything. It's it's a really weird
1: feeling. The same dude, I feel the same way, dude. Especially like, dude, especially if you're like kinda taller, you know, and you were fishing like a conventional rod. Like I feel like some conventional rods, man, I don't even I don't even have any, there's no leverage there. Cause I have to yeah. pull the rod all the way back up in there. And then the reels like right against my, right against my chest. You know what I mean? It's just so awkward. Like, um, that's why I had my, my, um, my conventional rod that I fish my medium, uh, my medium fast has a longer, butt as well, just because dude, I can get so much more leverage when I'm setting the hook with a worm or whatever. Um, just so much more control over not only fishing the bait, but setting hook and working the fishing. Yeah. Like even being able to kind of set it on your forearm is super
0: nice. Like a short, like a normal conventional rod, it goes what, like halfway down your forearm where the real seat is. And it just is like a limp noodle. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting
1: to go from a swim bait rod to a normal fucking rod. It's like,
0: Oh, this is fucking terrible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it doesn't feel right. Especially like, especially when you get used to like the hook setting power, you know what I mean? Of the, of the big, of the big handle and stuff like that. You just got so much leverage. Um, and room to work that fish. And then you go to the little bitty handle and you're like, man, but that, that 16 inches is the perfect in between. I, I was worried that we were going to have to make changes and maybe make it a little shorter, but dude, that's money. It's absolutely perfect. I don't want it to change at all. Um uh, Eric really knocked that one out of the park and then the colors and everything. I, um uh, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The colors, the colors are on brand match. Fucking purple, perfectly. Purple and black had to go in there, you know, the little pizzazz, but <laughs> yeah that thing is that thing is sick and
0: then right around the time you got the bushwhacker you also Kyle also sent down uh the prototype uh the the chickadee for you which is the throwback crawler if you guys are unaware and you've already caught you know a couple fish
1: on that is that a pretty fun bait to fish oh dude crawlers are are sick as their you know as their own bait just because it's such a unique action compared to any other top water bait you know like dude they don't ever see that stuff like there's a few people with other crawlers out here but at night and stuff like that dude that's just such a unique sound and such a unique action that the fish don't see very often especially down here in these pressured lakes but yeah the chickadee is a really dope little addition it's sort of so it's i used to fish the nz crawler from depths a lot and i really like that bait but that bait is wide and it like kind of dives back and forth with the head it kind of almost has like a walking action you know what i mean so like the head mm-hmm. is going right left right the chickadee it does a lot more wing action and it sort of just rotates on an axis when it's when it's moving it's not like diving head back and forth um, which is honestly sick because you can fish it a lot faster than a normal crawler like dude the nz crawler you had to really creep that thing you could not go anything over like like a little bit below a medium retrieve if you want anything up to medium dude that thing just is like oh not having it but this crawler you can fish pretty fast because it just like i said it's rotating on like an axis sort of it's not diving all over the place um it's more uniform um, which i'm i'm really enjoying because i'm not trying to like you know like I, I don't mind making a 10 minute cast but i prefer not to if i don't have to you know burn yeah. that thing.
0: <laughs> have, have you had any problems with the wings i not that i know but that's always kind of a thing people bitch about is that the wings are bending out or you know just whatever it may be have you had any problems with
1: those yet so that's like with all crawlers dude it's just you got to know how the physics work of a crawler and basically the only tips i can really tell you like over the podcast here is um bend them forward and down not too much, but forward and down always fixes it. Like, yeah, you'll probably catch a couple of fish and then it'll bend one of the wings out, whatever it happens. It happens on every single crawler. Um, one, replacement wings will be available. Two, uh, like I said, if you just know how to bend them, forward and down just a little bit, you don't want to ever bend it too much too. Like if you're bending it and you visibly see it like moving, like, you know what I mean? You're bending it far enough where you can tell you've bent it. You probably bent it too far. Um, you just literally gently work it a little bit on each side, and you can get it you can get it going pretty easy. Um, I haven't had any issues with the wings. um I had them bend one time and I fixed it, and I've caught probably ten or twelve fish on it so far, and I haven't had another issue so and I mean one of them was an eight, wasn't it that that big one you caught the other day? Mm. No, it wasn't quite eight, but it was like it was like 23, twenty three 23 twenty twenty three and a half inches, something like that. Uh, it was like I don't know five or six, maybe I didn't put a weight on it. <laughs> It was Either a nice way thing, though. Yeah. She, I was about to say He did, did inhale it, which was sick. Uh, somehow managed to get it like all the way down her throat. I was like freaking doing surgery and they trying to get it out. But yeah. What about, uh, what about telling that story? Because you
0: told me over the phone a couple days ago and that'd be a pretty cool story because it, I mean, if you don't want to, you don't have to, but I, I just no. figured if you don't have like a cast to catch. You might not be able to do it for like Patreon and stuff like that.
1: No, for sure. dude. This, this was a fun one. So, I actually spotted this fish with my buddy, Caleb Shad Sharks, who was on what last one. He's the last episode, right? Or, a couple uh, of- well, <laughs>
0: when they're hearing this, it'll be two. Ep- well, when they're hearing this, it'll be like five or six episodes ago. But oh. yeah, he was on a couple of episodes ago.
1: <laughs> Caleb was on recently, Caleb. Uh, we were out in a little spot, like this little Creek spot and we were just shining lights at night, just fucking around, dude. We didn't catch anything all day. And we pull up to this little like waterfall deal. And there's, dude, there's a big fish sitting in it. I'm looking at it. I'm like, dude, look at this fish. And so we're kind of just like messing with it. We go up to it and she literally like lets me almost grab her in the mouth, to just pick her up out of the water. And I'm just like, I'm touching this fish. She's kind of blinded by the light. And then she goes, oh shit. And then kicks off and runs away, dude. We kind of like chase around a little bit. We're just looking at her we're like, damn. And so I kind of noted where that fish was in that little waterfall. I went back the next night and I made this cast that I thought she was on, right? And just like from the street lamp, right? I could see her following the bait. And I was like, oh man, I saw like the black shadow. It was just, it was like a full moon night. So there was a lot of light, but I could still, I just barely saw it. I knew she was there. I was like, oh man. And so I get it right up to my feet. I'm just crawling along and she hits it once. I set the hook. I miss it. Right. And I'm looking, I'm squinting. I'm like looking through the dark, trying to find this fish. And then I see like what I think is her. And I just pitch it out again, right in front of me. I have, I don't know, 12 to 15 inches of line out. And I set it on top of her head and then she just comes up and swallows it. I set the hook. And I'm like fighting her back at the bank and I grab her. And then I realize that the crawler is down her throat. Like I don't even know how she was able to suck it down that far with, with how much line I had out. It was just kind of a crazy catch and being able to see the fish follow it at night is nuts. That's like, that's something that only happens at lakes like Ladybird, You know what I mean? Where it's just, it's so like integrated with the city. You know, yeah. it's like funny little things like that can happen that you'd never experience anywhere else. I literally would not have that fish if that street lamp wasn't on. <laughs>
0: right. That's fucking, that is just so sick. I, I don't know. I, I need to get a crawler so I can mess around and, and just see, like, just see what it's all about. I don't know. It, they're very interesting baits to me just because I've never had one and, or I've never fished one. And so I'm always like, man, I don't know. I guess my big worry is that I'm gonna like the first fish I catch is gonna fuck up the wings, and I'm gonna be shit out of luck type thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, the first fish will like the first or second or third. Or maybe maybe we'll go longer than that without bending them, but they will bend them out, and that's just part of it. Like I said, you just kind of tweak them back into place, and uh, once you get good at tweaking it, it's not that hard. Like you, once you understand the physics of it, like I said, forward and down. That's all you gotta do. Just like a little bit. Push it forward a little bit on the wing that you think is fucked up, throw it in the water, see if it swims right. And then if it's not, push it down a little bit, throw it in, and it should swim right. It's never like a big deal where I'm like bending it back and forth for 15 minutes trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Just light adjustments usually fix it up.
0: Yeah. And the throwback kind of has the chickadee kind of has like a special thing with that second, with that segment in it. Like the tail actually kicks water while the wings are also plopping too, which is super cool because that's. That's something that I've kind of noticed with other crawlers. You don't really see in swim videos and stuff like that, like that back half really doing much if it's a two-piece.
1: Okay. The NZ crawler was actually a two-piece and it had a little blade on the back, which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool. But the throwback crawler is cool because it has that signature like floppy tail. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it has a lot of that's like the secondary action for the bait. So the wings are like the primary, you know, it's doing its things, chopping bloop, blub, bloop, 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 doing that annoying ass noise. And then in the back, the tail it's not so much uniform it's just kind of like just flowing back there you know flopping back and forth in place Flagging, yeah think about you know the wake walker most of those baits with the floppy tail like that's a very interesting action that doesn't get seen a whole lot
0: yeah that's uh it's super cool to kind of see see that secondary action there and it actually actually doing something it's not just a one piece because they're like oh well tail's not going to do anything anyway oh it's-
1: if it's a one piece, it's just there, but yeah, no, definitely. It has, it definitely adds a little bit to the bait. Um, having that second piece and the floppy tail floppy tail, dude, that's the, that's the money. That's the big difference between the throwback wakes and just, you know, your generic wakes. Um, that floppy tail is definitely, definitely an interesting little aspect there.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, even on the Woody's like on the, on the small, on the small little wake Woody wake Walker, I mean that thing, you can pretty much walk it in place. That's exactly what I do. I just kind of walk it in place with real pops and that thing just gets absolutely fucking smashed. It's absolutely oh, yeah. ridiculous how many fish that wait, thing catches.
1: Wait till you see how the mob walker acts when you walk it. The tail is just like, just flopping all over the place, doing all kinds of crazy shit. Like, I love that bait. It's so much fun. Same thing with the woody, like walking those baits. Walking those baits is, it's different. Like, I hear some people that have trouble walking them and I understand because it's not like a normal, like, pop walk you know what i mean like when you walk a i don't know a punker or something or, a, or a, a bullshad wake even like a bullshad wake walks really well but these baits are more of like a chop like you have to yeah. like get a rhythm going before you walk them you know it's like one two three four and each real turn has to be like even so you're so you're doing a full reel turn in eight parts basically and each eighth you want to turn it like an eighth each time so every time you pop your your rod you're reeling up an eighth you know what I mean? So if that makes any sense, so you're going around like a clock, you know, ch- yeah. ch- ch- what, you uh, have keep the momentum going to keep that bait walking. Yeah. What was
0: that? What was that quote in the DNA of DRT book? We laughed at the octagon or the,
1: <laughs> the octagon. <laughs> the hexagon, retrieve. hexagon retrieve technique where they had like the little, yeah, they have, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like they have the little diagram where it showed a hexagon and that's how you reel it. Like each He's one. Every point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, <laughs> exactly what i'm talking
0: about oh yeah that's exactly how i do it but i think i do probably quarter quarter reel pops i don't know all i know is yeah it all
1: depends on your your gear ratio so your gear ratio is different like mine is a six eight to one for most of my wakes and it's a little like it's not slow but it's not fast either so i have to add a little more emphasis on it so you just got to kind of experiment because if you're fishing an eight to one of course you're not going to need to like reel at a half turn, you know what I mean, to walk that bait. Like you just need little inputs. Um or if you're fishing a five to one, you know what I mean? You're gonna have to really put a lot of effort into that reel to get to walk right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean dude, those those little wooden baits, I mean, they they just catch like almost too many fish straight
1: out. Like it's it's absolutely. absolutely fucking ridiculous the amount of times I have to pick up the woody and then I really have to actively tell myself, wait, hold on, dude, put this down. Like, but <laughs> I'm going to be sitting here catching all these schoolies for a long time. It is so much fun. Don't get me wrong. But man, that bait is just, it gets annihilated, dude. There's, there was this, uh, there was this bite I was on for a little bit on ladybird where the fish were just coming up and destroying threadfin shad on top of the surface. And there were bigger fish underneath where I was catching on a worm, but it was like, it was so hard not to pick up the flea woody and just bomb it out there and burn it in and get them to blow up on it and catch like two pounders. And it was just so fun. Like I love fishing those little baits, dude. So enjoyable. Yeah.
0: And, and your flea woody dude, that literally looks like a real fish underwater. Like that is a it looks, little bait. It
1: looks, it, you know, I'm telling you those, those thread fiend eaters out there, right? So the fish usually get in that schooling mentality and they, Usually, typically, they'll they'll get a little dumb. You know, they'll just hit whatever. If there's a whole bunch of bass and a whole bunch of bait fish going crazy, they're just animals, right? They're just going to eat whatever. But these ladybird fish have seen a lot of stuff still. So they I swear they know. Like, dude, I was throwing the negotiator at them, and you'd think they'd just smoke it if they're destroying stuff on top. They would not touch it. They wouldn't even look at it. And then I pick up the flea woody, and I'm burning it, and then they come up and crush it. It's so weird how you go from, like, you know, similar size baits, and you're like, dude, these fish are just – It's just the top of the water is white. Like, dude, they're, they're just blowing up on everything. How do they even tell? But they know, I swear they make like little, little analyzations like really fast. They're just looking like, Oh, that's not real. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. This little bait fish they get super keyed in on, but that flea woody is a perfect bait for the shad spawn, dude. It's, it's absolutely money.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I mean, also the, the little woody For some reason, dude, that thing is so weedless. Like the the wake version, that you (laughs) you can cast it in. I mean, the videos that I post, I'm fishing 14 pound uh, fluoro, and I'm casting it into you know some decently thick uh, lily pads. And I mean, I'm I'm just
1: pulling fish out of there. Like it's wait 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 till you fish the bunny around pads, dude. The bunny is unreasonably weedless. It comes through so much stuff because it's just such a wide wake it almost pushes things out of the way like in front of it like a bulldozer when it comes through and it'll just come through paths nothing dude yeah
0: that's fun i was talking to kyle about the about the woody and why why it's so weedless and like we talked about it just when you crank it down it's on such like a angle that the front bill obviously covers up all that front hook in the or Mm -hmm. the bill covers up all that front hook and then the back hook just doesn't really because it's sitting flush with the bait it just never hooks on to anything
1: Yeah, and and if you run if you run your regular wake walker with size two hooks versus size ones, it's going to be way more weedless if you put the smaller Uh, hooks on there. You know what I mean? Just because less hook is sticking out, it's behind the bill. Um, Wake baits are like, especially around pads, they can be incredibly deadly and incredibly weedless. Um, Now, if you're fishing around like the town lake grass, like the milfoil and stuff, that stuff that gets rough. You can get hung up in that all the time, but (laughs) that's a difference. Dude, I, I'm
0: excited. I'm going to, I'm going to get a wake walker just because I'm like, okay, this, this Woody just, dude, it, it's just like a Chico. Like you said, it's hard to set down. Like when I go out and I'm fishing the mother and I have the Woody tied on in the milk crate <laughs> behind me, it's like, fuck, I could just probably pick that thing up and just smash five fish really quick. And then it's like, and I'm not going to want to set it down, even though they're all like a pound and a half. So <laughs> If I get a if I get a real wake walker, then I'll just give that woody to Taylor and she can fish it while I <laughs> at least at least use a bigger bait that might might
1: cater to bigger fish. Yeah, no, sure. And not not to say that you can't catch big fish on the woody. I've got some pretty big ones on the woody. It's just like a it's a timing thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if those fish are chasing thread fin, that is a good time to throw the woody. You know, but you can definitely get out there and just you can get amongst some fish throwing those little wood baits, dude. It's so much fun. And it's a <laughs> is a good bait to give to the girlfriend or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like hey, I, dude, listen,
0: I think that, uh, that it's just so good looking and so small that the big fish don't get a chance at it. Unless you cast it right onto a nose of one, like the small fish see it And they're like, oh, I'm going to go fuck this thing up before the big one can kind of make its oh, way over dude. to it. Dude, totally, that's
1: a real thing. Um, the one that I, the big one that I caught, I think it was six, six pounds, nine ounces, but dude, I mean, it was literally like, on this stretch of river where I was like, dude, there's no fish here. And I just threw it out kind of in the middle and I must've just been right on top of her. Cause he just came up and I just barely saw it hit and it just sucked it down. And then she had it all the way down her gullet I was jumping around. That was the one in the three mile video. That was, that was a, that was a cool fish. Yeah.
0: Well the one, the, the four ten I caught, that's exactly how it ate too. Like I, I wasn't even paying attention and I look back and like the bait is like subsurface and I'm just, I'm <laughs> yeah. walking. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I said into it, I'm like, oh shit, this is a big fish, like bigger fish, obviously. I'm like, damn, they're, they eat that bait so quietly if they're
1: big, but the small ones, dude, the small ones freak out when they eat that thing. Well, I mean, the bigger fish, you know, like they'll, they'll come up and clobber the mob walker, but things like the, the wake walker and the woody, like they don't need to exert a lot of energy because you're fishing it so slow and it's just so, that bait has like, you know like the tail flopping it just looks like it's like man help me like i'm, <laughs> I'm dead you know like i'm I'm injured <laughs> it's the perfect example of that so they know they can just swim right on up to it and just boom, suck it down and it doesn't take any energy from them literally just the force of them opening their mouth the bait like is injured. already getting, you know yeah
0: yeah dude and i mean that's i think I wish I had the finesse to fish that bait on like the medium heavy fine. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like having the finesse would be such a fucking blast at that bait. Oh yeah, dude.
1: Cause they fight on that rod. They fight, <laughs> they run around like crazy dude. That's part of the fun of it. You know, is like enjoying the fight on those little pitty baits trying to not get the hook out. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I think, um, I don't know. Kyle's, the throwback one should be dropping. What did they say? Did they say August for that, I think? Is kinda what they were expecting that to be or some sometime. It was sometime like this this uh fall or or later later summer, I think. Your throwback. I don't
1: know. i dude, I don't keep up with those guys. In August. I don't, even, August. You
0: know? don't even don't even know who those two companies are. <laughs> uh,
1: dude, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
0: yeah august dude that and then i mean on top on top of the 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 lab i mean kyle's starting to dial in the the retro glide twos that's pretty
1: fucking sweet oh yeah dude about to get the new version of that i'm excited The, the old versions have been pretty good to me honestly um those old ones um as you know as wonky as they swam they got bit um but we're working on that every day you know like every version that comes out is a little better and uh last time i was on the phone with kyle he he sounded very very excited about this one so i'm uh i'm assuming these are gonna be these are gonna be good these are gonna be a good glide bait i mean good all around all around the country he's gonna get bit
0: yeah he i mean he went out today and he caught a handful of fish on
1: him too which is so fucking cool to see yeah well minnesota fish eat anything so (laughs) i gotta wait till they get down here (laughs) yeah and uh
0: yeah, I talked to him today and he was he was pretty like you said, he's pretty excited that this seems like it's probably the one. And he's had this one for a solid three days and he still
1: has it in his possession, so that's pretty damn good too. I know, right? <laughs> dude, there's something like something about that bait. That I know that Doug casted one off and then Kyle cast one off and they're at the boundary waters. Like, dude, it has just been I don't know what it is with that bait. Freaking curse. But finally, just gotta push through, man can't give up on it
0: yeah i think this was super good for kyle because it's kind of like challenged him like he had to figure out the workings of a glide bait and kind of figure out what he needed to tweak to get it to where it is and i think i think this will be like he'll be like oh like the next glide bait he makes be like oh shit i know how to do this like it's not gonna yeah. take nearly as long
1: i told i told kyle too like dude i'm not letting you release this until it is perfect it needs to be 100 perfect because that's like You know, it's like the second album, but he's, dude, he is so, he is so like dedicated to his craft. And I, you know, I have full confidence that this is going to be, this is going to be a solid glide bait. I'm super excited. Yeah. Do you know what the length and weight is of this one, the new one you're getting? I'm pretty sure it's like right at 10 inches. It's maybe a little under. um, And I think it's like four, four and a half ounces. And so it's fucking, that's light. Yeah. It's a decent sized bait and it's pretty light for how big it is
0: yeah like you can get away with fishing that on like the omega heavy and not even worry about it oh
1: yeah no for sure dude i fished it on the medium heavy a little bit <laughs> i caught fish on it on the medium heavy so it's dude, it's perfect perfect for those rods the heavy the extra heavy i was fishing on the extra heavy i i honestly wish i had the heavy to fish it on because i think that would be the perfect rod but but yeah no that, that bait swims great and uh, it's light enough where you don't need the a giant rod to fish it on right yeah yeah
0: and i mean it looks pretty slender too like it's got kind of like a like a squished shape as far as Mm -hmm. like length but i mean it's not like super tall or anything either which is
1: pretty nice yeah no it's gonna be a solid size like i said those northern fish will eat it you know what i mean like like everybody will be able to catch fish on that bait that's the cool thing about it um there's not gonna be you know it's it's just not it's not too big but it's still big enough where you have that drawing power. You know what I mean? Like that's the big thing about a big glide is that it's big. <laughs> like, like that's what makes it nice. You know, that's why I throw the mother so often is because it's just so big and you get a lot of big fish to look at it. But that's what I think, you know, that's what we were going for with that glide. We didn't want to drop another, another like seven to eight inch glide. You know what I mean? Like that's that will get bit, but you know, we're, yeah. we're looking for a big fish. You know, that's the, that's the goal here. We're trying to design lures that will catch a big fish. So
0: <laughs> right. So you're telling me, um, and I quote uh Nathan ND13 on Instagram, most expensive bait that is known not to catch fish. Crazy how swim baiters create relevance to a bait strictly based on hype and the
1: price tag. <laughs> dude, what the fuck does that dude, even mean? Dude, I don't even know, dog. But every time I post the mother, I feel like I get some I get some, or even wake walkers, dude. Every time I say the price, like people lose their mind about it and they're like, dude, this doesn't even, you know, like that's too expensive. Like you don't need that to catch a fish. And I'm just like, dude, you know, if only you knew, if only if only, if only you knew, man, you know, uh, those people, that dude was talking about the mother. I just left him a little comment. He said, the mother's known not to catch fish. Dude, the, there's been two 18 pounders caught on the mother. I've caught a whole bunch of fish on the mother. You know what I mean? Like, you take two minutes to do some research and you'd find out everything you need to know. But no, people people love to go and just spout out on the Instagrams and I get yeah. it. He, re- he responded to you. I
0: honestly realize now I could have just kept my mouth shut. I assume he looked at your profile.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a pretty good response. I didn't see that, but... Oh, actually, I'll take that one. (laughs)
0: There there was a lot more to it. He didn't respond to me, unfortunately, but whatever. Uh, I don't care.
1: What? No, if he he realizes, like, whatever. I wasn't trying to be rude the way I commented back. You know what I mean? I was just like, hey, man, like, I catch a lot of fish on this bait. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I I, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Sound a little crazy, dude. Like, just, just going off and not knowing what you're talking about. He's talking about people not knowing what they're talking about while not knowing what he's talking about (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and then this other guy the regular roman made sells for 100 or uh, 1100 bucks for a swim bait yeah that's gonna be a
1: no for me everybody's like what are you that's the chaser dude this is the mother what are you talking about yeah and i mean like dude still like the price point is a little gnarly but just don't buy it like you (laughs) just don't don't just don't purchase it you know what i mean it's not that crazy like i was having a conversation with a buddy the other day and and, uh i'm talking about like knockoff battle shads, and i was just like. I was like, my biggest thing is like, dude, if I can't get a hold of it or if I can't buy it, I'm just not going to fish it. And he was Mm -hmm. like, he was like, you know, I know this sounds silly, but I never thought about it that way. And I I think there's, I think there's a decent amount of guys that don't think of it that way. They think, oh, I need to have this bait because this dude said, like, I have to have it. So I have to get it. And like, no, you don't have to have any bait. Like just, just find a bait that works for you. I just like this one. Here you go. You can fish it if you want. You can pay $500 for it, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, that's the thing about fishing is you can do whatever you want. Who's telling you no, you know? <laughs> you don't yeah. have to have this bait. You don't have to have that bait. Just find find shit that works for you. Create your own style, if anything, you know? Right. And I will say for what
0: you're getting with the mother, I mean, like 350 bucks. that's a pretty good deal. There's baits that retail for a little bit less than that and you know it's they're not they're not you don't have the drawing power or just whatever it may be so it's kind of like okay i understand what it's coming from oh i can understand paying that much for an older one i don't know what the new ones are like yet i heard somebody complain about a new one or something or other that they were like i don't know whatever it may be So the, but
1: like- i'll say with experience from both i've owned uh i think i'm on- I think I'm on my ninth mother now, but I've owned the old ones. I've owned the new ones, the premium ones. The new ones are amazing. They swim better than the old ones. I'll just say that all of them are great, but the old ones do, or the, are the new ones, they are just so dialed. Like a, like if you get the new, like, dude, the, I'm fishing the, the most recent batch, which is this custom white snake right here. And it swims phenomenal, dude. It is just It's perfect you can, it really, when you put the, when you put little lighter hooks on it, it floats the hooks that I like, but that just makes it all the more tunable to me. And the swim is just dialed. Um, I've had mothers in the past that swim, you know, they swim a little better on one side than the other. These, the newer ones are just like, dude, they're like a freaking laser. They just swim super straight. As long as you know how to swim the bait, it swims a lot differently than most big glides because it is so wide. You know, so you have to definitely put a little more emphasis on your reel and know how to swim it right. Um, But when you get that thing swimming right and glide it up under a dock, like, oh, man, my heart gets racing every single time.
0: Yeah, I will say the ones from the green packaging, like the green clear Roman made packaging,
1: Mm -hmm. those
0: I feel like those are very hit or miss. That's like when they were doing everything by hand and stuff like they're definitely certain batches are tuned for certain things like that one that I had that now Phoenix has. I did not like that one swim compared to the one I have now. It was very interesting. Oh, and, yeah.
1: There's definitely, like, they're definitely hit or miss, but that's what you get with a wood bait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every single wood bait is different, no matter what. Um, You're paying for not only, like, the craftsmanship, but, dude, the mother has been along, around for so long. Like, I think its price point is worthy just because of, like, all the fishing that, that you know, the the creators have done and stuff like that and all the... Literally the old Japan record was caught on this bait. Like this bait has proven a lot. It's not just one of those baits that just sits around and is super expensive for no reason. You know, like there's a lot of reasons why this bait is more expensive than others. But like I said, you don't have to pay that much for a bait if you don't want to. You can do anything you want. <laughs> there are other <laughs> glides out there that are big and that are cheaper. You know what I mean? Like if you can get your hands on a KGB King, that's a really great big glide bait. There's you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of them out there and there's people making them. Um just I don't know. Pick your poison, you know, <laughs> make something
0: yeah. work. And I will say, and I'm sure probably a lot of other people will agree, but Marshall will not because he's humble like that. I think Marshall has the most documented cast to catches with the mother in the States, dude. There is nobody else that has that many videos like you do.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm getting close now. Definitely with that April run, we had some, we had a lot of fish. So uh, most documented, I don't know. I, I think there's some people that have some sleeper stuff like, you know, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, dang, I can't even think about it. There's a, there's a California fishing tackle guy. Um, he owns a tackle shop and, um, he has a couple of videos on YouTube about the mother. And I think he's oh, got a, I don't know. um, yeah, I can't even think of his name right now, but he, he's definitely pretty knowledgeable on the subject. Um, but I think, I think there's some people out there that have some other footage that, all of us would like to see. <laughs> I'm just the only one posting it. Only one dumb enough to post it.
0: <laughs> I think uh I really thought you were gonna start talking about that uh that guy who lived on like Lake of the Ozarks. The mm-hmm. one that has like that seven pounder he caught underneath that floating. Oh dive.
1: dude, that guy too he's got some good footage. Um just big baits in general. Yeah, um, he's in prison. It was now. his account, like, AC Swim Baits or something like that or whatever. I don't remember yeah, what it was. But, um, like dude, he, I don't remember. He hasn't posted in a long time, which is sad. But um, he definitely had some really good videos on there. Yeah, um,
0: like I said, he's in prison. I'm pretty sure he's the guy who oh. killed his girlfriend or something Whoa. along those lines. Really? Yeah, I never told you about that.
1: No, what the hell? Yeah, I <laughs> actually... <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm over here like, dude, yeah, this guy's a great dude. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this guy's great i love him he's super nice he's he definitely wouldn't kill his girlfriend <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on. i because I, I commented <clears throat> i commented on it because somebody was like oh I, this guy hasn't posted in forever i'm like yeah it's because he's no longer like around
1: holy <laughs> shit
0: dude i really uh, thought i told you about that no dude. I, I feel like that's something i would have
1: remembered <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on, because I made the comments on this video because people still respond to it every once in a while.
1: Wow, that's gnarly, yeah, dude.
0: So somebody says, bro, what happened? No more posts two years ago. And somebody says, in jail. What did he do? Question mark. He shot his girlfriend. <laughs> and, then, and then I respond to that, uh, that comment, can confirm this claim. <laughs> oh, my God. That is wild. Somebody says, no and <laughs> way. Are you serious? Doesn't seem like a guy who would do such a thing.
1: Yeah, they never do. I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah. So he does have mother fishing videos, but just, uh, just be warned. He is a, he is a girlfriend killer. So, well, I don't know I, if he killed her. He might have
0: just shot her. Oh, okay. E- well, he's only, got, he's only got the mountain, 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 mountain monster on the mother cast to catch. I think that's the only cast or mother video on here. Oh, I think okay. he we've well, just gotten the bait in the video.
1: Okay. Well, there, you know, there are there's some, he has some good footage with other stuff too. Yeah, A-rig, he was fishing the A rig five years ago before it was cool. What, what is his channel?
0: Uh, it's AC fishing. You were right. Okay, uh, yeah, AC fishing. Um, yeah, you know, I he guess must, he must have watched southern <laughs> trout eaters because he has got a lot of Huddleston. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, and 22nd century uh, Nizuma rat footage as well. Oh,
1: yeah, dude. Oh man, I miss my Nizuma. That was a that was a dope wake bait and the zuma um i had the <laughs> i had a like a the penguin colored one i had the xl i think dude i love that wake it's such a weird wake bait like it doesn't fish like any other wake it's just like re- it's pretty subtle but it's a lot of like the back half moves and the tail moves but not the front half i don't know it just it almost feels like it just kind of pulls through the water but the fish ate it dude i caught some i caught some decent fish on that thing dude i had
0: <clears throat> i made the mistake of buying like the, the whatever the biggest one is like the xxl or whatever it's not tackle warehouse dude that thing is fucking massive dude
1: that's what that's the one i want i want like the 14 inch like the trout rat that they have like I, i've always wanted that one That one's sick sick as fuck the huge like it's like 15 pieces it's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like uh, just absolutely absurd It'd be like casting a fucking I don't know like a, like a double rig, you know what I mean? Because all the joints are just hanging everywhere. But <laughs> dude, that thing be squeaky as hell when you cast it. No, seriously, I bet that thing it demolished though. It's like a snake, like a python lure. <laughs> dude,
0: I wonder where the hooks are placed on that thing because that's a that's a lot of fucking bait, dude.
1: Yeah, pr- I mean probably just two. Like the you know all the old timers just do two. I don't even think that bait has swiveling hook hangers. Oh so- no, not at all. No, they're solid eye rings in there. <laughs> Of course, yeah.
0: Fucking hilarious. There's something I was gonna branch off of this and say. Um. Oh, ten years ago, the guy was posting shooting clips of like him shooting mm. his AR and and Glock and stuff like that. So, well, that's a, a little that's a way to incriminate yourself. There. <laughs> he does no, know. How- I, I never owned that gun. Oh, really? Because ten years ago, here's a video. of you shooting it.
1: You. Do, I do know how to shoot. So. <laughs> wow that's very that's very crazy 11 years
0: ago my beautiful girlfriend shooting my glock 34
1: oh my god and then and then and then 11 years later me shooting my girlfriend with my glock my beautiful glock oh my (laughs) god sorry yeah yeah but oh my god all right well now that we've talked about that we can transition this into um what my my the big, the big conversation piece of the night, right? Yes, yes. Okay. The, so, so you guys will be hearing this July
0: twenty seventh in March. So, I was packaging up the magazines last Thursday, which would have been what, like the thirteenth,
1: maybe? Uh,
0: twelfth, twelfth, yeah, the twelfth. So, so I'm packaging up the the magazines um, Thursday. My girlfriend's here. I'm sitting on sitting on the ground, absolutely having an awesome time packaging up all these fucking orders. <laughs> And, uh, and Marshall sends a Snapchat to our group chat. It was just a picture of a scale, and it didn't load for a second. So all I saw was, I fucking love you guys. I'm like, oh, it must have been a, like a big fish. And it loads, and it was like 10, 10 2 and a half or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And so I hurry up and called Marshall, and I got, the, I got the rundown of it. And when you guys listen to this, Marshall will either have the day before or will be posting it. So I'll kind of let Marshall explain explain what uh,
1: what went into this. Yeah, I think, I think I'm think i going to go ahead and make this the first time anybody like publicly hears about it. That would be a pretty cool way to introduce it. So if you have listened this far, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. And thank you for supporting Sales and tails and, and uh, homeless fishermen and all that. But yeah, I have had this goal for a very long time, um, not only to catch a 10-pounder on a paddleboard, um, but to catch a 10-pounder on Ladybird Bird Lake. Um, for those of you who have fished Lady Bird Lake in downtown Austin, it is uh, incredibly pressured and you would know, uh, <laughs> it is just, it's just one of those lakes that is truly infamous. Um, that's where Grant caught his thirteen six. That's the st- still standing lake record. Um, I'd love to beat that one day, but we'll see, we'll get there. I don't know if I'm on the same level as Grant or not, but, but, um, yeah, dude, it was just a regular old day in July. It was really, really hot. Uh, I got out there, I was actually filming a, uh, a day in the life video, which you'll probably see that before this, but I'm not going to put the cast catch in there. So, um, I'm filming this video and I get to the lake and I am just sweating bullets, dude. It is hot outside Archie's enjoying it. Archie's just chilling on the ground, like enjoying his heat and everything like that. But I am hot. I'm like, man, I don't even know if I should go like, dude, this is, this is ridiculous. I think it was 108, but like the index down here is always like 120. Like it's, it's dumb dude. So I'm out. I put in, and I'm I put in and I have uh, my bushwhacker rod rigged up with my Calcutta Conquest. And I have straight braid on it. I hadn't tried this before. This was kind of a first-time deal. Um, I was like, okay, you know what? The grass on Lady Bird is just getting so ridiculous that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to throw some braid on here. I'm gonna have to start doing some punching, frogging, um, maybe fishing, you know, the bellsgill on top or something like that. So my rig was a one ounce tungsten bullet weight and a bobber stopper above it. And a 5 uh BKK. I forgot what the hook was, but it's this giant hook, right? That's pretty gnarly. Uh, but I had the Bellowsgill Gill 5.8 on one of my favorite baits of all time. And I've always, I've always talked about that one. I'm like, man, if I if I'm gonna catch a ten pounder on any bait, it's probably gonna be this one. This is just this is just one that makes a lot of sense, you know. Like, of course, it wouldn't be on a real swim bait, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. I'm out there. I'm punching. I'm flipping. I'm doing all that, right? And uh, I catch a fish. I'm like, okay, sick right? And there's this bridge in the distance and people are like jumping off the bridge, right? Like, dude, I'm pretty close to this. So the f- there's just like 20 people on this bridge, just over and over again, jumping off like into the water, right? And it's just making a ton of ruckus. And so I'm sitting there like, man, wow, this is, this is hilarious. <laughs> this is normal ladybird activities. You know I mean? You're always just fishing around like a thousand people because it's right downtown. Um, but I'm down there fishing and the people are jumping off the bridge and then I hear like the police siren it goes whoop whoop like like and then the, the police go over the overcom. they're like oh no jumping from the bridge and they're like there's this big sign on there and everything but everybody does it anyway you know what I mean so they all scatter they're like oh damn like we can't jump anymore you hear everybody complaining and then I make a cast into this tree and dude like the rest is history I freaking set the hook and I'm pulling in this fish and I I net it it's not anything like super crazy um, I will say that the moon set was at 425 and this fish bit at 415 um, and I've fished this specific tree a lot I've seen a lot of big fish in it I know they're in there and they just they just don't bite like I've thrown glides I've thrown wakes I fished it at night I fished it in the daytime I fished it on the moon set and just whatever it was lined up today dude or on you know on that day it lined up and I freaking landed her she was 10 pounds two ounces uh, she went 26 inches long I have a an amazing photo of her on the board right next to archie so you can get like a good size comparison but man she was just massive and it was just it was it was incredible dude i i've had a, a whole bunch of nine pounders and i've gotten really close a whole bunch um uh, but to get like a midsummer dd out of ladybird lake on the paddleboard is such a big goal for me finally hit it um and you know here's the many more i hope that uh, i hope that this isn't the first one um but it was really surreal it was really surreal, dude. Just landing it. Um, like I said, I am planning on catching bigger fish. This isn't like my life accomplishment, but you know, it's just another stepping stone in my in my fishing career, catching a 10-pounder. And uh, and
0: in the two cool things from this story, this was a couple, this was about a week after you guys did that big cleanup, which was super, super badass.
1: Dude, yeah, I honestly I didn't even think about that till just now. Me and Caleb were literally running around the lake. So we got Caleb, Dylan, Bobby, Zion uh finn everybody got together dude we had a whole bunch of people out there we had my buddy blake like we just gathered up everybody and we we're like dude we're gonna go clean up the lake just just for the fuck of it you know what i mean like dude let's do it um caleb had been talking about like uh we we recovered this guy's phone the other night out of the lake like we saw it in the lake and we grabbed it and we called him and we gave it back and i was like i was like damn that was a lot of work and the dude like brought him a coke because he asked but i was like dude, that's a lot of work for just a coke and he's like you know what I think, uh, I think I'm going to start calling these 10 pounder deeds, like the more good things I do. You know what I mean? I'm going to catch a 10. I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. We should, we should go clean up the lake right after 4th of July. And so we did that. And I, you know, (laughs) maybe through some, some cosmic karma force in the universe, that was what caused me to catch this fish. Um, just cleaned up the lake. That was her way of saying thank you. (laughs) I think we cleaned up like probably 500 pounds of garbage, dude. We had this gigantic mattress that we pulled out of the lake and. Filled up like 20 trash bags. It was really great. It was a fun time, too. Just getting out there with the boys, you know, and enjoying it. But um, it paid off.
0: <laughs> it yeah, paid
1: and, off. It, and the
0: other cool thing was the owner of G-Crack got to see that fish because it was during ICAST, right?
1: That's right, yeah. So all the boys were at ICAST um, when I caught it. I guess it was Wednesday. And um, I sent it to Ryan and I sent it to Kazuki. And I was like, guys, look at this. I just <laughs> I just caught a double digit on the on the bellows gill. And uh, Ryan was like, Hey, I'm actually standing next to the owner and founder of G crack. And he's looking at it right now. I was like, man, that's sweet. Like he got to see that, you know, uh, on, on his bait that he designed. Like, that's amazing. That was really cool. So everything, everything lined up just right there. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to see the video. Cause it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun video. It's just sick. Um, I think that we should play a little, uh, play a little drinking game whenever you watch it. Every time I say, Oh my God, take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah, dude, it's uh it's a super badass video. It's super cool to see because, like, kind of kind of nonchalant there for a second, then it gets close to the net. You're like, oh, it's a big one! It's a big one. And then it gets in the net, and you're like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's it's really big! It's really
1: big!" Dude, the guy, I was goes, like, oh, I, I, was dude, pe- I was peeling grass off of it, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. and I was like, "Oh man!" And I hate to be that guy to be like, "It's a ten pounder," but I was sitting there silently in my head, and I was like. I think that's it, dude. Like, I think that's it. It just, it just looked, it looked like the nine pounder I'd caught, but built, you know what I mean? But built correctly. And she had just been gorging up and I don't even know, dude. I don't even know what that fish would weigh in the wintertime. You know, she, if she puts on eggs, she'd probably be 11 or 12 pounds, but beautiful fish. Absolutely gorgeous, dude. You can literally tell that she had never been caught like, or at least not caught for a very long time. Cause she had. No scars on her lip, no nothing like no, her fins weren't fucked up, like just nothing <clears> wrong with her. She was a beautiful specimen. So, dude, that's just like that's a test to it there. Like, dude, those fish do not get caught, they do not get caught. It's sort of, I sort of compare it to like those fishbowl lakes in California, you know what I mean? I like to me that fish right there, that 10 pounder out of Ladybird is worth so much more than like going to Ivy and catching a teen or anything like that. Yeah, um, yeah, there's not a lot of people that can say that they have a double digit out of ladybird, you know, grant and maybe Alan. And I mean, like Oliver and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like there's, of course there are people with them that don't talk about them, but, but yeah, just like in the recent year, like ladybird has come back a lot and that's great. You know, that's really, uh, really exciting to see that those fish are still in there. You know what I mean? They're still healthy. They just, they're just tricky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, have, I have high hopes that, Maybe Grant's record will be beaten one day. You know, like the scene on Ladybird is big enough. There's enough people fishing where somebody might get it. You know, I love Grant, but, dude, it's uh, it's about time your reign is over. Somebody's got to get it now. You know, I want to see a 14 out of Ladybird. <laughs> Was
0: uh w- Were those the best fish tacos you had had after you caught that fish and ate it? Or were the strike yeah. <laughs> ones
1: better? Oh, yeah, dude. Fish tacos. Got my dad's sauce on there. So uh, you won't be seeing that fish again.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> fish has been caught once and is now in my digestive
1: tract. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fish tacos every look, I'm hunting for every 10 pounder in Ladybird. Can I eat 'em? And you know, I all serious all seriousness. All seriousness though, I I don't know if I would ever eat a fish out of Ladybird. I know that Caleb ate some white fish or white bass out of there and got like a stomach bug and was like shitting himself for like a week. So yeah, fuck I was like that. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> No, yeah. she got a beautiful release and got some photos, and you know didn't keep her out too long. But uh, it's it's crazy too. Like, dude, Archie got to see that fish. Like he was there on the board. It's definitely the world record for biggest bass ever caught with a lizard on your paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go niche world records there. there there's one, but and yeah. it was
0: caught on your rod. That's the biggest fish caught on the bushwhacker too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, that that's the proof right there too. That's the proof, dude. That that rod will hold up to a double digit. So yeah, dude, everything about that catch was just wild. Like my own rod, I had Archie there. It was after the cleanup, like just, that's how it happens though, man. You go out and you're just not expecting a whole lot. Like you're just fishing and boom, like there it is, you know, like there's a, there's a double digit. Like that's why, you know, I, I do pay attention to a lot of different factors and I feel like, you know, that fish bit for a reason. And there's a lot of other fish that bite for a reason, but get out there. Don't, don't stay home. Like if you're like on the fence about it, like, dude, go fishing. Cause you never know. That is the greatest thing about it, dude. I've been, I have been fishing. It has been six years, six and a half years since my last double digit dude. And the whole time, you know what I mean? Like I have my ups and downs, but the whole time I was sure it was going to happen again. You know, like it's not like one of those things that, you know, you just get out there and you fish enough. It will happen. It will happen. You guys just keep fishing, dude. Like, never give up on it. Cause I, you just have, you have to believe it will happen again. You know, if you don't believe it will, if it will happen again, it won't. That's the thing. right. Yeah. It's all, it's all in your mindset.
0: Yeah, dude. And I don't think that there's a better way to, to wrap up episode a hundred because I mean, I mean, there's, there's just, isn't, I don't think <laughs> talking about a 10 pounder, no matter how it was caught. I mean, that uh, that's pretty much icing on the cake. I feel like,
1: no, seriously, dude. I like, yeah, that's a, that's a monumental moment there at Ladybird And I, I'm beyond, beyond humbled and beyond, beyond excited to be the one who've done it. You know what I mean? And I hope, you know, I hope one day that fish gets to make somebody else's PB, you know, or something like that, make another big fish for someone. Um, Cause that's, that's a, that's an exciting catch. You know, that's something that doesn't happen every day. And I was just, I was sitting there in the water with the fish, just looking at it and like inspecting it. And I remember she had these two big diamonds on her lateral line like the front like you'll see the photo dude she's just so gorgeous and recognizable I was just literally staring at this fish for like 30 just in awe like man that's just that's incredible you know there's that is an incredible an incredible fish so you know get out there dude they are they are out there and they will bite it doesn't matter if it's summertime doesn't matter if it's wintertime like you know everybody says you can't catch a double digit in the summer. Well i thought i didn't think so either really but they're they're there you know so yeah yeah out there
0: yeah we thought once once your uh, reign of terror was up in april we i mean you (laughs) really thought and i mean i kind of did too because that's what you were giving off was like oh well wait till wait till next next late or early spring to to get on that bite again and hopefully hopefully do it but i mean doing it in july dude that's fucking that's awesome (laughs) Yeah, dude.
1: You ne- I mean, you never know. That's the thing about fishing, dude. You can go out there with hope every single time that just maybe, just maybe a miracle will happen, you know? And, and when you get one, just unreal, dude. Unreal. The only thing I wish is that I wish my buddies could have been there. That was the only thing. I didn't get to really like share it with anyone. It was just kind of a me moment, but I was sitting there afterward and I just, I ate my pineapple and I hung out and just kind of, was just like, man, that's crazy. You know, yeah. I had a nice, Turned into a great day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when when you went Instagram live and you were eating the pineapple, nobody nobody knows what what (laughs) happened before that.
1: Nope no no one had any idea. I didn't say anything. I was just I just wanted to get on talk to people. You know, I just wanted to like say what's up, and it was just a cool little moment, cool little moment in time. So yeah, you guys listening to the podcast, y'all will be the first ones to know about this. You know, except my close buddies, of course. But you know, this was the first public public uh, talking about this paddleboard 10 pounder it's real it's real and there's more coming i'm sure
0: (laughs) hell yeah dude and then um wrapping it up are there any big projects in the next month or two anybody somebody you can look forward to that, that you'll be putting out
1: so um i've definitely been i just finished editing two youtube videos today which is dope um i've just been kind of trying to get back on the youtube train i promise i'm not just like leaving you guys hanging um i have some fun stuff coming I'm going to try and just start throwing more stuff out there, just filming whatever. And um, yeah, other than that, dude, like just having a good time in Texas, you know, and going to try and film that a little bit. And then uh, maybe keep an eye out here next month for some new merch or something. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, man. What uh what are the what are the social medias that people can follow you if they're not doing so already, which I'm sure everybody is, if I had to guess.
1: So if you guys are not following me, it is at the homeless fisherman on Instagram, it is the homeless fisherman on YouTube, TikTok, whatever, all that stuff. <clears throat> uh make sure you guys go, maybe consider checking out the Patreon. That would help out a lot. It would really help with Archie's college fund. Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of cool videos on there. Adrian's on there, he watches all that stuff, so he knows. But there's really in-depth videos about, you know, the big fish that I caught. And I hope that the guys on there are learning something. Um, Adrian, have you learned anything from the Patreon? <laughs> yes, I have.
0: I, I go on there. <clears throat> I The only reason I go on there is because I get notifications that you post. So I have to hurry up and switch from the creator to the... <laughs> subscriber, subscriber section because for some reason I can't just have it all in one news feed so that's the only, I mean that's when I know you post so I go and check it out.
1: Yeah, awesome dude, yeah, no, that there's a lot of videos on there so if you're just like really fiending for some extra content and want to help out and support the channel, that's a great way to do so I love everybody on there, I love everybody who follows me, everything. Just thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for supporting, thank you for listening to Scales and Tales episode 100. Crazy. We've both come a long way, Adrian, so i'm glad that everybody's here and you know here's cheers to here's cheers to many more more 10 pounders more followers more more success in the future
0: more trips to japan
1: (laughs) yeah more trips more more than zero
0: yeah exactly (laughs) we can't we can't go any worse than we did last year so
1: (laughs) we'll hit it hard next year only goes up from here so oh yeah man thank you guys uh, and uh Love you all no go ahead do your outro. No, I was
0: gonna say as always all Marshall stuff will be in the show notes in the show description you guys can go follow him. Make sure if you guys are interested kind of want to see him break down these cast catches he posts on Instagram with with not really much context you can you can go subscribe to the Patreon. You kind of hear what his mindset was going into it and kind of how it all played out for, for that one fish to eat whether it's this 10 pounder that you just caught or the eight trap or there's a bunch of other videos on there too like like Marsh was saying and uh, follow him on Instagram if you don't already. In in the, the YouTube, keep an eye out for those new videos. Uh, follow the podcast on Instagram if you guys don't already. Scales and Tails underscore Pod, as always, or podcast, as always. Uh, make sure you uh, you rate the podcast on your listening platform. Give it five stars if you're enjoying it. Uh, check out the Scales and Tails Patreon. You get early access to the stickers um you get behind the scenes stuff to all the
1: magazine uh i love my Tales and Tales patreon i get i get the stickers shipped to my door immediately i don't even have to go order them i just know i'm getting them it's great hell yeah
0: hell yeah and then uh i think that's everything that i have so like i said make sure you guys go check out marshall if you don't already i'm sure 98 percent of you guys already know who marsh is because i know a lot of you guys enjoy him coming on so you always want to hear more from marsh so check out the patreon you can hear a lot from marsh on there but uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed episode 100. I want to thank you guys for, for all the support over these 100 episodes. And just know we're not stopping anytime soon. Um, this next week I have five or six episodes to record before I go on a little vacation. So you guys will have a lot of content coming forward. Uh, the third magazine is already starting to get worked on. already a couple articles in on that and got a whole bunch more to write up that are already sitting in my uh, email inbox. So keep an eye out for that third issue here in the next month and a half or so. And uh, like I said, I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and, and the last 99. Like I said, there's going to be a lot more coming. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll talk to everybody next time. See you guys.
1: Peace out.